This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 678 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today it's Joe Corlett, his company, I Hate My Sink. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Well, Joe, I hate my sink. Help me. Help me, please. <laughs> women, call me, women call me and tell me that all the time. In fact, oh. that's how I got my name is because I heard so many women say, I hate this sink. I heard it so <laughs> often that I thought, well, that's got to be the name of There's my a message website. there. Yeah, yes. uh, good for you. Good for you. So, so, you know, I think our listeners can kind of maybe guess what you do, but fill us in. What's, what's going on at I Hate My Sink? Well, um, the, the short version of the background story is I've always been in the countertop and cabinet business my whole life. I'm a certified Corian fabricator. Um, I did that in Toledo, Ohio for many years. I sold that business. It has over 40 employees now. Um, and I got into the granite uh, and the granite repair business kind of by default because I had to because there wasn't enough Corian and solid surface repairs hmm. to keep me busy. But one of the most common repairs that I got, it's a, it's a thing called a rod failure. Uh, the granite guys uh, screw things up. They, uh, they put the sinks in wrong, and they, they, make, they cut rod slots. Uh, they cut the slots too deeply. They use the wrong reinforcement steel. or uh, you know, Then they bed it in cheap polyester, which isn't waterproof like epoxy. Then they use clips to put the sinks in uh, instead of straps, and that, then the sink leaks, and when it leaks, it rusts the rod. When the mm. rod rusts, it expands, and when it expands, it splits the stone. So I was always getting these calls about, hey, Joe, I got this crack in front of my sink, or in the back of the sink, it doesn't matter. They, they rod both places. And I would say, well, there's two ways we can go about fixing this. We can either, A, just reach up under there, drop the sink, pull the cabinet front off, uh, dig the rod out, patch it, and it'll look like a repaired crack, but it'll be fixed permanently. I said, or we can put in an apron or a farm sink. Now the crack gets thrown into the trash, and the sink is gorgeous, and it looks like you always planned it that way. Mm -hmm. And I was absolutely dumbfounded at how many people opted for the more expensive apron front sink option. Then I started getting calls from people who didn't even have a blown rod. They just wanted the new sink. And that was the beginning of the sink replacement business because I'm a, I'm a licensed building contractor. I mean, I can legally put an addition onto your house, but we don't do that. We exclusively deal in replacement sinks. And that's kind of how I ended up in this business. Wow. So it's it's sink exclusive, is that it? You you work with the existing countertop or do you work oh, with yeah. The yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's wow. the other thing. We don't ever uh pull tops and take them back to the shop or any of that foolishness. Yeah. We do all the work right in your kitchen without any dust or without any mess. Well, we make mess, but we contain it and we we, we put it in a bag and t walk it out the door. Yeah. And do you help with the selection of the sink? How, how does that work? Yeah. In fact, that's the important thing is this is why uh, when people call me from my ads, I ask them a few questions to see if we're even on the same page budget wise. And then if we are, I will come out and your countertop and sink and layout 
your existing conditions will speak to me and say, okay, Joe, these folks can have this sink or that sink. They can't have that sink cost effectively. Mm -hmm. That's always, I mean, we can do anything, but it's always about cost effectiveness. And right. so what I don't like is when people get out on their own on the internet and they fall in love with a certain sink. And I have to say, I'm sorry, but that's a full apron sink. You need a short apron. Uh, and I've got to switch you to this one. So get a hold of me first, then I'll tell you the sinks from which you can pick. Yeah. Wow. Love it. Love it. So I, lo I love the, the niched, you know, focus <laughs> here. That's brilliant. Wow. So t tell us a little bit about your journey. So, so you'd mentioned you, know, you started in Ohio, right, with a company and morphed right. down to what you're doing now. Fill us in. Well, um, it, it was um, uh, back in 2000 when uh, my ex-wife got a, a, a real nice job up in Michigan, and I had to sell my countertop business in Toledo because it was just too far, mm. too much distance. So I sold that business, and that's I went to work for another fabricator for a while. When he laid me off, I said, that's it. I'm going back to uh, – I'm going to start my own repair business, and that's how I ended up getting into the repair business. And then um, she got sick of her high-pay, high-stress job and wanted to move to Florida where her dad lived. So we moved into his house while he was gone. And then I started into the repair business full-time down here. And um, I kind of morphed into the sink business. I used to be on um, Home Advisor, uh, and that's where I got a lot of my repair work from. But they started charging me for leads that were no good mm. and i told them they couldn't do that 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 was stealing and they said no tough and i said well okay goodbye so then i started uh advertising in a in a magazine called the home mag um which only gets mailed to certain demographic areas because i need people in a certain area to call on for sinks Be, uh, we don't even put lettering on our trucks because I don't want to be sitting next to somebody at a stoplight and have them call me only to find out that a sink replacement does not cost $450. Um, I have to have qualified prospects and, and you know, we have to be on the same page to do this because mm. my, my technicians are highly skilled and highly paid. Um, yep. It's the only way I know how to run this business. The yeah. stakes are so high. I just can't have guys that, uh, make large mistakes. It, it just can't happen. The stakes are just too high. Yeah. Yeah. That, that could be expensive. I could see. Yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> Although I will say, uh, I, I drilled some faucet holes wrong, the wrong time, once the wrong way. And I was actually glad that it was me because right. I would have been so mad. <laughs> yeah, it's but we good got them for... fixed. We got them fixed, and the customer was happy. So, uh, you know, I'm not, I mean, we do really good work, but hey, we're human. You know, we screw things exactly. up. Exactly. You know. Yep, yep. That's great. Yeah, and it's good for us owners to get out there and make mistakes every now and then to uh, appreciate. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. How about mis misconceptions in your industry? What do you hear that you can speak to? Well, um, I, I would say related to my business, um, there's a real strong belief among the uh, stone fabrication community that um, the process of clipping sinks in place is the way to go. 
Um, and actually, if you, you know, the, the engineered stone, or it's called quartz these days, uh, the manufacturers of that product prohibit mechanical fasteners being plugged into their, their product. So um, the way we put sinks in, we strap sinks in place. We don't ever fasten mechanical fasteners into engineered stone. But a lot of guys still do this. The clips leak. If you ever see anybody, if you go to somebody's house and there's any kind of brown or black crud around their um, undermount sink, the sink is leaking. I guarantee it. Mm. It's not leaking in the drippy leaky sense. It's leaking in the capillary action sense in that the, the, the space between the sink flange and the stone bottom is so small, it's, 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 too small to let a lot of water through, but it's too big to, uh, it's just big enough to allow dirty sink water to get sucked in between there by capillary action. Mm -hmm. And it's nasty and it's unsanitary. And it's because these guys put sinks in with clips instead of straps. And that's the hardest thing to get through to people. Uh, and there's a, there's a lot of, but we've always done it this way in the granite yeah. business. And, you know, Uncle Guido taught us to how to rod the tops. And so we've been doing that for 50 years here at um, DePetro's Granite Company or whatever. And yeah. uh, and it's a disaster. Rodding is um, it's old school and it's obsolete now with the technology that they have. They have um, picture an aluminum two by four with clamps on it. And that's a tool that they've invented now that now that makes your top strong enough to be transported on site uh, where Uncle Guido used to put a rod in there in order to make it strong enough to be transported on site. But once the top is sitting on the cabinets, it's the cabinets provide all the strength that granite needs in tension. Uh, it's very strong in compression, but it's weak in tension. But once it's on the cabinets, it doesn't need any strength in tension anymore because the cabinets provide all that. And these are just common myths that uh, uh, pervade the granite industry, which which give birth to my industry. Yeah. Uh, this is why I'm replacing sinks all the time <laughs> is because these guys continue to make these mistakes. And also the the granite industry's response to this has been, oh, it's it's been awful. And uh, also the the granite industry's continued um, pushing of stones that are really inappropriate for countertop use. Uh, it's like if they can dig it out of the ground and put a shine on it, they'll sell it to you for a countertop, whether it's flaky, crumbly, stainy. Uh, uh, there's a thing called bleeding where certain hmm. adhesives, when they put the seams together, they will bleed and you get this nasty mark either along your front edges or at your seams. And there are ways around all this stuff but they don't test and they, they pass off marbles as quartzites. Uh, don't ever believe what a stone salesman tells you. Uh, always, always test the stone. There are specific tests that you can do that are uh, non-destructive. Take a little piece of glass with you and try to scratch the stone and so forth. Uh, wow. Things like that to, to, to make sure you're getting what you're paying for. Or you're going to be hearing from me. And if you hear from me, I'm usually bringing some real bad news 
<laughs> Joe, you need to write a book. Oh my goodness, this that. is amazing. I'm coming. It's it's not good. Oh man. All right, let's switch gears for a second right. here. What about outside of the business? What are you doing for fun? Well, you know what? I don't fish as much as I should. Um, every <laughs> once in a while, I like to organize a uh, a charter fishing trip. I don't own a boat. I did that years ago and, and it's just not for me. What I'd rather do is pay someone who knows what they're doing and yeah. who's not going to drink, at least not as much as I am. And then <laughs> he knows where the fish are. He, you know, he takes me out there. He says, Joe, do it like this. I do it like I'm told. We catch the fish, bring it home. They clean them. We have a fish fry, everybody happy. And that that's really one of my main yeah. things that I like to do for kicks. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Do you have a, a favorite fish to catch? Uh, no, not really. It's funny because a lot of times when you fish here in Florida, they'll go out like maybe you're fishing for grouper and then all of a sudden the captain will see a school of mahi-mahi and you fish mm. completely different from that. They reel in the grouper lines real quick and get these real light poles for the mahi. We go over and cast over the school and now you're whipping in mahi, a completely different thing. And wow. it's a wow. lot of fun. So Sounds like it. Dang. How about when it comes to a hardship life challenge, what comes to mind a period of time that you were challenged, you got through it. And now looking back, you can say I'm better for it. I'm stronger. Well, I've, I was just talking about this with a customer the other day. Um, I've always believed that you have to take every once in a while, you have to take on a job that you really don't know how to do, or you really don't know how you're going to do it. But every time I've done that, I've done the job and it might've not been a moneymaker, but I learned from it and it's the stretch that's so important. But there's sometimes it's, it's difficult for me because there's like two me's. The one me is going, Oh, we've never done this. It's going to be exciting and we're going to learn. It's going to be fun. And the businessman is going, "Uh, uh, 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 no, no, sir. Don't you go near that. It's nothing but trouble. You're going to have a nasty internet review about this. Mm -hmm. And so these two guys inside my head are arguing and I have to kind of mediate between the two of them. Because <laughs> if I don't take on anything new, I'm not going to learn anything and I'm yeah. going to be bored. But on the other hand, you know, I got uh, four guys in, you know, that have to earn a living from this business and I can't, you know, I, I can't walk the plank either. So, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yep. The, the challenge of uh, being in business, right? We're always facing those decisions. <laughs> I wouldn't have and, it any other way. I, I'm yeah. a, a much better businessman than I am an employee. In fact, as an employee, I, I'd, I'd say that I'm damaged goods. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're, my, if you're my boss, like a lady who has a check for me for a completed job, oh, I'm the best employee you've ever had. You know, my, my customers, uh, well, they love me. Yeah. And they love my guys in particular. I got to say, um, I, I get compliments about my guys all the time, every yeah. single job. Yeah. And that's just the way I want to run my business. I, um, they're paid a premium because, uh, you know, you p hear about people saying, oh, you can't get any good help these days. And people are always coming and going. And I, I, I simply can't afford that in my business. I yeah. have to. I have to poach proof my guys and mm. you do that by paying them really well and treating them really well. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about? I hate my sink. What would that be? Well, um, I would say give us a call because we may not be cost effective for you. You know, I, I hear that 
geez, Joe, at those numbers, I could replace my whole countertop. Well, you know what? You may be right. You, you, you may be absolutely right. Um, but we, we service, a, we, we offer a different thing. We, we are in and out in one day with no mess. If you get your countertops replaced, you know, you're probably going to be wrestling with your backsplash. Uh, you're, you know, you're going to be tore up for a week at least. Uh, so we're really in, in, in different ranges. And plus, you know, new tops, you're going to get, you're probably going to get a free sink that was like the fabricator bought a thousand of them on a pallet mm. from China for 20 bucks a piece. And he's giving it away to you for free. Well, our sinks are all top of the line, state of the yard. This sink should be an architectural digest kind of sink is mm. the sinks that we do. And we won't, you know, we won't put in a 20 gauge sink. We're, we're not, we're not putting in junk. Um, yeah. Well, good stuff. Well, I know we have listeners who want to learn more, want to get in touch. What's the best way for them to do so? Well, I would say just go on my website, which is www.ihatemysync.com. Um, or, you know, send me an email at um, loosedeckcannon at gmail.com. Uh, be happy to, um, you know, look at your problem or, you know, uh, I, I, I really prefer email over texting because, I don't know. Texting seems to slip past me. I, I don't miss yeah. an email, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, Joe, this has been great. It's been actually an education. I know our listeners really appreciate it, and we wish you the best going forward there. Well, thank you. I appreciate the time that you took, and I hope that uh, I've been able to you know, help some people learn some things and go from there. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.